Good evening and welcome to Geopolitics in Conflict show. So good to be with you guys. What I want to talk to you today uh, briefly about two key points. Uh, one of them has to do with the invitation of uh, Saudi Arabia to invitation that was extended to the Chinese president uh, to come uh, on an official visit to Saudi Arabia. And the second topic, it has to do with the meeting that took place between the U.S. National Security Advisor and the uh, Chinese official in Rome, in Italy, and what does it mean in the big picture. So let's talk about the first one. But before I launch into this, uh, if this is your first time uh, uh, watching this channel, please make sure you subscribe. You know, your support me means a lot to us. And I also want to remind you guys that on Friday, we're going to be doing a live stream on the other platform. I will post it for you uh, tonight or tomorrow morning so you know. Very interesting topic. You, you will find it very, very interesting if you can join us on a live stream on Friday. So, so let's talk about uh, the significance, shall we say, of the invitation of the Saudi government that was extended to the Chinese uh, president, President Xi. And what does it mean within the global geopolitical context? So I'm going to put it for you within that frame. Uh, that will be uh, the only frame, uh, shall I say, uh, to put that in. Yes, the economic aspect of it is very important for one reason and one reason only. is because Saudi Arabia is the main oil exporter to China. So there are other, of course, the two other countries, uh, Iran and Russia. So, But the importance of this, uh, and once again, as I always say, if I am to put my geopolitical analyst hat, I will consider the following. Only three or four days ago, uh, the president of the United States made a phone call to OPEC. Well, when we say OPEC, we say Saudi Arabia. And the Saudis didn't even pick up the phone. <laughs> they kind of snubbed the, uh, the American president. And we did a show on it. You guys, I don't know if you had a chance to see it or not. But uh, Russ and I, we did a show on that. So, Well, the importance of that uh, to me personally, uh, all of a sudden you, the United States, calling the Saudis to ask for an increase in oil production because oil prices are going up, and suddenly the Saudis not even answering your call, but extending an official invitation to China. What does it mean and what does it say about where things are headed economically first and geopolitically second? And this is, once again, when you take this into consideration, you're going to have to coordinate with what's going on in other parts of the world, mainly what took place in Italy, in Rome, uh, about the meeting between the uh, National Security Advisor and the top Chinese official, I uh, kind of forgot his name, uh, that was the meeting that took place today. Well, of course, uh, the whole challenge with this also is because the United States issued a warning to China prior to the meeting. Uh, the, the term they use specifically is, you know, there will be, and I put this in quote, consequences, uh, end of quote. Well, that's problematic, first of all. If you are to sit down with the Chinese to negotiate or talk, whatever uh, your objective is, you don't issue threats at the beginning or warning like that. You know, 
The United States argument was about that China, the consequences will be in response to if China decided to help uh, Russia evade the sanctions. Well, there is a, an important aspect to that. And that aspect is that to Russia, Russia has an alternative when it comes down to energy. And I believe I already, men I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys before or not, but the alternatives are one, the Chinese market, and second, the Indian markets. So between China and India, those two large markets can truly make up the difference for Russia by not sending oil to the United States or to Europe. You know, well, as a matter of fact, there is a conversation inside Europe right now that suggests that maybe this idea of the sanctions on the energy on Russia, it's not a, a good strategy to begin with. So to Russia is looking at China and India as the alternative. And could it be why the United States issued those so-called consequences to China? No. There is another aspect to this which why the meeting uh, between United States and uh, China took place in Rome is that the United States see the Chinese president, Xi, uh, that he's the only one sort of, not the only one, but among the few in the world that have a good relationship with the Russian president, uh, uh, Putin. Well, we all know there is a good friendship between the two. But that is so the thinking in the United States that China, President Xi, could persuade the Russian president, uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, to end the conflict and kind of accept uh, some sort of a diplomatic outcome. I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening uh, for geopolitical and security reasons. You know. First of all, China is not going to dictate to Russia or, yes, they could have a conversation, but I don't see China doing that. And the reason being because China has two main objectives. One of them is economic and one of them is strategic. The economic one has to do with ensuring, of course, the flow of uh, gas and, 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 and uh, also the grains, like because China is number one. Uh, Russia, rather, is, is one of the top producers of wheat. So that would be good for a Chinese market. But the strategic one has to do with Taiwan. So to me personally, and this is my personal opinion, China is thinking long term ahead, just in case. And this is why I have the question for you at the end. I'm going to leave you with that question for you to ponder about. So, But this is the reason why the United States is thinking in terms of, well, the only other leader around the world that can play that role is President Xi, given his close relationship with, with the Russian president. But when you consider the declaration that came out of both uh, Moscow and Beijing, that there is, and I put this in quote, no limits, end of quote, to their partnership. That's kind of put things in perspective that is completely out of the control of, uh, of the West. You know, when you consider also China criticizing NATO and other U.S. alliances, uh, you know, you put those in perspective, you start to see the big picture. And the big picture is that 
the United States is thinking in terms of, you know, would it make perfect sense to reach out to China in terms of uh, sort of uh, uh, working a deal with Russia? Which I don't see that happening. Because here is the reason. You can do that and at the same time threaten China with sanctions. Because that's what the United States did. They threatened China with sanctions. Which would not be a smart thing to do. And for one reason and one reason only. Because we in the United States need the Chinese market. As I always say, you cannot ignore the, the sheer size of the Chinese market. It's too big to ignore. So, because if we do that, what we gonna, what's going to happen? It's gonna, uh, what's going to happen is that the prices of commodities here in the United States will even go higher, more than what we're already dealing with. Usually you already, if you happen to be an American view watching this video here, you'll notice that the gas prices that are, that are higher than any time in the last uh, 40 years or so. so. You also notice, if you know a little bit how to uh, read the indicators of the inflation, that is a little bit high since in the last 40 years or so. So adding sanctions on China at this time will not be a smart policy to do. And this is the reason why uh, I personally put in the two events together, the meeting between the National Security Advisor uh, and the top Chinese official in, in Rome, and the invitation of the Saudi government of the president of the Chinese president to officially visit China. And all it means again, the two trajectories, economic and uh, geopolitical or strategic, that is. Mind you that uh, Saudi Arabia has decided recently to invest in some refineries in China. Once again, if Saudis are thinking in those terms, they are seeing where the trend is, is headed as far as the global energy market. Otherwise, why the Saudis didn't even picked up the phone when the United States called, which is usually not a good sign. Uh, you, you think also in terms of uh, now Iraq and Iran uh, uh, oil productions. As a matter of fact, uh, tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll, I'll figure, I'll uh, check on this. And if I, once I get the right information, I'll let you know. There is a potential visit by the head of the uh, nuclear talks, the Iranian team that's going to be headed to Moscow. And you can just see where this is headed, you know, as far as that shift, not only of the wealth from the West to the East, but also when it comes down to the uh, energy market, because this is now where the big question mark uh, following the sanctions imposed by the United States on Russia's energy that to ban all the energy uh, imports from Russia, it's now start to sort of echo around the world. Countries are starting to feel, okay, was it a smart policy to begin with? So in my opinion, Saudis are thinking in terms, because when you think of OPEC, who do you think of? Usually Saudi Arabia, because it's one of the larger uh, uh, producer of oil in, in the world. So that's very, very important. And the reason why I wanted to come on the air and share this with you, because you're going to be reading headlines, whatever part of the world you're in, uh, 
it's just for you to put this within a framework that will help you understand exactly where where the trend is headed where the dynamics are headed and what to expect it's because the challenge in ukraine or, or the conflict in ukraine it's not going to be resolved tomorrow you know uh, the idea of the renewable energy for example it's not going to be resolved tomorrow you know the idea of europe uh, winning it's uh uh when it's oh let me say thank you thank you panda for your super sticker appreciate it for europe saying that well we're gonna uh be waning our dependency on russian gas it's not gonna happen overnight this thing's gonna take years and years in the meantime what you gonna do so so the saudis in my opinion are thinking ahead by saying let's jump on this wagon right now we're not gonna wait and if the u.s calls we're just not gonna bother and answer a question whatsoever on the other hand, the meeting in Italy, what it highlights, in my opinion, is the concern the United States has about this strength of, of uh, friendship between China and Russia and what it means from the global perspective uh, aspects. Because that is a major one. So here is the thing. What the United States argues is that the whole idea for the meeting also is because there were reports suggesting that Russia has asked China for weapons. I can confirm that. I checked in the different areas where I usually check on information, not only here in the U.S., but outside overseas, and I didn't come across something that can confirm that. That doesn't mean it didn't happen, but it just don't I see. I don't see the, the rationale, the logic of that argument that Russia will be asking China for weapons because we all know what Russia has. No. No. Will Russia ask China to intervene? I don't see that as a wise thing to do on both from Russia's perspective, but also from China because China won't want to engage by sending its, troop to Ukra- its troops rather to Ukraine to support Russia. It's not going to bode well and it will not be looking good for China. On the other hand, that doesn't mean China doesn't want to provide at least the support, not a physical one in terms of weaponry and all that, but some psychological support, if I may use the term, because China will be counting on Russia down the road when it comes down to the issue of Taiwan. That's the way I see it playing out. And this is like a normal, uh, that just, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A normal trajectory. You will be thanking you, the country, whatever country it is. You will be thinking in terms of your strategic interests. You know, and do you want to burn the bridge to that, or you want to ensure that uh, you kind of maintain uh, uh, a neutral uh, uh, position? That is to ensure that in time of need, you can depend on calling your friend, a partner, ally, whatever you want to call it. This is where I see the trends going. Uh, I was surprised by today's uh, announcements uh, in Riyadh. Uh, as a matter of fact, it didn't even make it to the news here yet in the United States. Uh, it, it will probably by tomorrow morning. Uh, so the invitation uh, of uh, President uh, Xi uh, to Riyadh on an official visit 
to me, it's a very, very, very significant, uh, given what's going on right now uh, around the world with the dynamics changing. As I always say, guys, and I'm not going to shy away from saying this, you know, the multipolar system, it's, it's upon us. It's, it's a new reality. The question becomes for the United States is how it intends to manage this. Because managing the global changes, it doesn't have to be done through the force. Because doing it through the force will not bode well. And the outcome will not be good for any involved parties. So that becomes the question of how you can uh, uh, sort of uh, ensure uh, that the security of all concerned, the interests of all concerned are taken into consideration. And that's a very important approach. Otherwise, you, the country A, or whatever that country is, you start making policies that have no uh, uh, some sort of no direction, no vision, and there will be failure, basically. That's what it would be. No. And this is the idea of my belief, and this is my opinion, the idea of the uh, sanctions on uh, uh, Russian energy uh, it has nothing to do just with the United States. We're talking about the global market. So it doesn't matter what part of the world you're in. I am certain you're going to be feeling if not already uh, did so, uh, the impact of the increase in energy prices. The next one is going to be the uh, food commodities. Uh, I read a report yesterday uh, from the World Bank indicating that we're looking at about 20% increase in food commodities. Middle Eastern countries, for example, is going to be suffering big time because they depend a lot on the uh, wheat from Russia. Uh, they depend also on fertilizer from Belarus. Uh, and Russia, those two countries, uh, Russia and Belarus, are the top uh, 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 fertilizer producers in the world. Ukraine is also one of the top producers of wheat. So you can just see sometimes uh, sanctions uh, might not be the smart thing to do right away because you don't want to jump to that right away. You have to think, and as I said uh, in a video last time, you always have to think of what if scenario. And this is where I see the importance of uh, putting those uh, announcements within the context, uh, the announcements of the invitation of the uh, Chinese president to come visit uh, uh, Saudi Arabia, and also putting within the context of the geopolitical dynamics, the meeting between the United States and China, which usually to me, it's not going to bode well anyway, uh, because it's an international protocol. Uh, usually when in a setting like this, uh, we might disagree, but we still can sit down and have a conversation. So, But coming to the meeting with an attitude of superiority, an attitude of arrogance, an attitude of uh, uh, hegemonic approach, it's not going to cut it because the dynamics have changed. And we need to understand how to manage uh, that particular aspect when dealing with those issues. So the question becomes that I'm going to leave for you or or ask you to ponder about. Uh, I will take a look at your answers when you put them on a comment is, can the United States fight two front wars, one in Europe, one in Asia simultaneously? I'll repeat the question. 
in your opinion, can the United States fight two front wars in Europe and in Asia simultaneously? So I look forward to reading your comments on this. And just to remind you guys before I, I take off here, uh, I want to remind you on Friday, we're going to be doing a live stream. So I hope you join us. I will post the information for you guys. Take it, but also take uh, to look at it, but also take a look at some of uh, uh, other videos we posted elsewhere on the other platforms. And you all know why. So, okay. I will update you as to uh, uh, the information about the upcoming visit of the uh, top negotiator of the Iran nuclear deal in Vienna that is going to uh, Moscow tomorrow. Oh, oh, Boone. Thank you, Boone. I appreciate it, man. Uh, so I will be talking about this one uh, uh, as soon as I find out some information because I want to confirm certain information as I always do. And of course, let you reach your own conclusions. So, so I look forward to seeing you guys next time. And as always, stay informed. Till next time. Bye-bye.